Hello and welcome to a Mall Life Podcast. We're excited to be in the new year in season two. And this is uh, episode four, which is exciting to... Or is it five? I can't even remember now. Let me see. It's going to be six. Man, it's crazy. This time is flying this year. So uh, we're very excited. Uh, uh, I am Dave. This is Don. And we are two mall guys talking mall shop, and we're excited to be back. Uh, we've had some pretty fun stories this year to kick us off. Everything from uh, you know not fit for uh, work content to uh, dropping Santa a, a mile off on, on a landing and, uh, and Guinness Book of World Records, which I just – that was an awesome story of just all those little micro games but yet the amount of detail and prizes that went it was pretty awesome from your mentor Don uh, Judy Um, and uh, and a pretty exciting day Don because we get to we've actually decided to invite Judy back just because she was that good there's too many stories and uh, you know the sad thing about it is we could probably do the whole series on her for a whole season but uh, uh, I don't think Judy Judy's doing this out of love for me and I'm happy to give the love back by telling these stories because I'm I'm enjoying it and uh well, it's always good to have some uh, some great therapy. So, uh, so with that, on a good therapist note, let's uh, let's bring in Judy. Judy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Well, we had such a good time with you last time, uh, talking all those different stories and those experiences, and a little bit of crazy, a little bit of naivete. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty pretty dang exciting. And and I was wondering if you could kick us off this. Uh, you know, this time I wondered if you had some words of wisdom. Um, you know, Don is always known for some pretty significant quotes, like I learned from my dad. You know, like my dad always had the rule. You know, he or she who reads the least wins. Do you have any quotes like that that you uh, that you maybe remember from your time, or maybe maybe Don can p- pipe in there too for things he remembers. Oh my gosh. I oh. wish I'd known you were going to ask. Oh, listen, me this. I, I, I've got him, Judy, because I hung on to every word that you said. You know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how we got around to her hiring me, but um, there, there, there came an opening, and she asked if, uh, or s- somehow, we both knew this is what I wanted to do. Judy said to me once, and I don't know if you remember it. You said you hired me to get get me away from Lexington, so I wouldn't take your job, and uh, you were being you were being funny, but. Um, Judy did give me the opportunity. Like I said, she helped me write my resume to get me before the person. I flew to Washington, D.C., which, uh, you know, that was just big time for me. I knew that I was destined to get the job because I ate at a Chinese restaurant that night, and my uh, fortune was now's the time to try something new. And so I felt cool. pretty, pretty good about it. But I also know I wouldn't have gotten that job without Judy. And uh, when I went to work for the first week, I think I, I stayed with her for two weeks. I'll be darned, but she put me in a room with the leases, and she made me read leases. What? Yeah. Who, who knew ridiculous. that that was important? In this business, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she said, write down the questions that you have, and uh, and there were plenty of them. So uh, I spent the, the better part of the first two weeks just reading leases, and it was all a foreign language to me. Uh, you know, one of the things I appreciate now, Judy, is back then that if they made a change on a page, it was zed out and there was an amendment. And now with all the mm-hmm. word processors and stuff, all the leases, they look unchanged because, you know, everything's... Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> no, and But, I mean, I can remember going back through addendums and attachments and trying to, you know, find the old site plans and, and that. And, and, for, and for those of you who don't know, I mean, there's leases and then they used to do riders of leases. So you'd have the lease be the same for everybody, but then a rider would go on at the end of the lease in a separate amendment or exhibit that would then change, like, 
in paragraph four, subparagraph three, line six, it's not going to say can, it's going to say cannot. And you're like, okay, so you have to go back and read that paragraph and figure out that, oh, you cannot do that, but I can do that. Okay. And <laughs> you, you would think you had the winning you know, yeah. thing. You'd be like, oh, yeah, we're, we did great in this. And then you go read the writer and you'd be like, oh, oh, no, no, we definitely screwed this up. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, sometimes they knew their leases better than we did because they knew what changes were made, yeah. especially on uh, if there weren't a lot of stores. Uh, Judy, I don't remember how you – uh, I know the first place that Judy sent me was uh, Winston-Salem and then uh, to High Point and then probably within the first year and a half then moved me to Winston or moved me to uh, Richmond. And oh. um, you know we were always excited about the opportunities. Joyce was a was a great partner and willing to to go along and find this, but I remember my first property I would have things come up and I'd call Judy and say such and such is happening and Judy said I think three times in one week. Have you read the lease? And it's like, no, let me read the lease. So I'd go back and read the lease. And the next ad call with another question, she said, have you read the lease? And it's like, <laughs> hmm. And I think about day three, it stunk in that she was trying to give me a, some some good advice yeah. here. First read the move lease. should be yeah, read the lease. Read the lease. <laughs> and there, there were other two be- pieces of information, Judy, that you gave me that I've quoted with the people that I've hired and worked with after that is um, – you always get to be the eyes and ears of the property, but you don't always get to be the brain. And when you gave me that pearl of wisdom, uh, I wasn't smart enough to know what it meant. Mm. But uh, over time, it, it came because, you know, you'd see things. And then uh, the one that was probably the hardest for me to, to take, but it was obviously a great truth, was it's not a popularity contest. Because uh, some of us like to be liked by everybody. And, you know, sometimes you have to do some you're collecting rent, you're not renewing leases, you're enforcing leases, and uh, those were hard things to do. And uh, Judy mm-hmm. was just was just wonderful about helping me through those and and uh, and moving me uh, m- m- uh progressing my career. So, I've read a lot of leases because of you. Well, I uh did a lot of the leasing too and I want to tell you that you have people that come in and sign them. And I don't think I had people come in that just had a dream and always wanted to open a a little gift store. And they didn't even know what uh, cam costs were, what that meant. They didn't even, you had to, and then you're kind of, um, I felt responsible for it, but the owners didn't want me telling, don't don't educate them too much type of thing. <laughs> um, you kind of have to walk a line, but uh, you learn pretty quickly that the consumer price index, if, that your le- if your lease calls for a change in the rent after five years based on the consumer price index, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 it really, really destroyed a couple of people that didn't even, didn't read it, didn't do anything. And had they asked me, I would have told them. Right. But um, after the fact, there was little I could do to help them yeah. out. And, 
you know, I can remember when when I was doing the leasing for a couple of companies I worked with, I'd, I'd encourage them to take it to an attorney, and then they'd oh, come yeah. back the next day with it signed. It's like, did you have an attorney look at this? <laughs> because <laughs> did you have someone review that isn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it it is little little different. Well, and, and 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 like this year, this last year, for example, with the inflationary pressures that our society has had, especially the United States, you know, that CPI index actually took a pretty significant yeah. jump. <laughs> well, being on Social Security now, I'm fond of that. Yeah, yeah, you're very so fond of it. Yeah, 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 you're, you're right. fond of it now, but, yeah. You, you know, uh, Judy, that's one of the, that's probably one of the biggest changes that in in, in my time in, in the, the business was that changes where you start doing stepped rent more than CPIs and then went to flat cam. And th- right. there could there could be a whole story on maintenance and flat cam and, you know, uh, maintenance costs that got through. I remember one time before I came to work for you, I wanted to buy a Jeep with a snow blade to remove snow uh, <laughs> at the mall. <Yeah. laughs> and, and, I, and I think you strongly recommended not to do that, which uh, uh, obviously I listened to because you're, it's feast or famine on that, and uh, I probably couldn't have taken it during the years of feast. So, yeah. Well, and I yeah. don't know about you all, but I used to – sorry – well, we, I think we were talking about leases, maybe, or or maintenance and uh, and uh, yeah, because 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 Donna just uh, you were you were saying that maybe in our experience, uh, um, you know, we've we've had a little different experience in the cam world, but uh, but that Donna just tried to couldn't really, you know, he couldn't in the in the famine years he wouldn't have been able to afford his jeep with the blade versus the feast years. Oh, I was going to say I don't know about you all, but I. I used to base my and doing my budgets for the year. We because you don't know if you're going to have any snow in Lexington or not, and so that that number was always uh, whatever we did last year. You yeah. know, that's as, yeah. good, as good as you could uh, project it, really. Yeah, when I was in, when I was in Milwaukee, we uh, you know Milwaukee, I could have a hundred inch. Snow, snow year, 120 inch snow year, 170 inch snow year, or I could have a 70 inch snow year. Yeah. And yeah. so, so my property there was pretty complex, and we would, um, we would base the contract off of a, I think it was the 10 year average for a very specific site. We'd pick a site that, like, that there was one of the rate, the, you know, depth monitors on, and we would go off that site. And then my office manager, Brian, and I would get really creative. And we did a we did an agreement where like it had a threshold. So like if we if we hit seventy inches, we paid you this much. And no matter what, we paid you this much every month for the for the yeah. five or six months. But then if you hit this threshold, I it would then it would ramp up, and I'd kick you I'd kick in another fifteen thousand dollars or something. And then if it hit this, you know, the next threshold, another twenty, another thirty. And so if if I had a record breaking, you know, once in fifty years snowstorm, I, I think of that property we were gonna spend like four hundred thousand dollars or yeah. four hundred fifty thousand dollars for the snow removal in a year. But if I had a seventy inch year, then I think I think my snow removal budget was like a hundred and fifty and it was like no big deal. Yeah. So it was, it was this really but we got creative because like you said, you couldn't do it. We always do it off the ten year average, which um, you know, some years that was good and some years that was bad, but for the most part we tried to, but you had to really adapt it because that snow could, you know, one year you're under budget. I had one property I was under budget by 3% going into the, going into December and I ended the year over eight. Because of snow. <laughs> because of snow. Yeah. Because of snow. Yep. Judy, well, I, I remember the first contract I tried signing, uh, when you had me at Thruway, the Muzak salesman stopped by, was a nice guy. And uh, the the contract was almost expired, 
And so he offered to renew it at a lesser rate. And I thought, oh, Judy will be so proud of me that I'm saving money. So I signed the new contract at a lesser rate. And uh, he left. And I think after the fact, and why it was after the fact, I'm not sure. I called and told you. And you said, you did what? And uh, she said, did you put in a 30-day cancellation clause? And I said, uh, no. And uh, uh, I don't remember how much you remember uh, these were learning lessons for me, so they're burned in my brain. But a Muzak contract, you can only uh, you can only cancel it on a leap year with a with a uh, eclipse, and you have to cancel it between twelve oh one a.m. and twelve oh two a.m. That sounds about right. And, and you have to notify him uh, ninety, sixty, and thirty days ahead that you're going to cancel it on that time. And if he mi- miss any of those, the contract goes on in per- perpetuity. And so I told you I signed that, and you said you don't have authority to sign that. And uh, I'll never forget, I called the guy back. It was the first contract I ever signed, and it was a music contract. And I called the guy, and the guy was nice enough to bring it back and tear it up. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. His, his name was Dave Clark, and he became a friend well, after good that. Good job, Dave Clark. Yeah. Good but, job. Uh, oh, I, I, I mean, I was sweating bullets, Judy, when you said, you did what? <laughs> it's like, hmm. I signed a contract and saving us, saving us money in perpetuity, I might add, too. So, uh, <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, that's there, there, awesome. was, there was such a learning curve on that for me. And over time, you, you, oh. you learn how to do better. Um, Judy, the, uh, when you were talking about where malls are located, do you remember the office at uh, High Point Mall in, in uh, North Carolina? Pr- probably. Uh, yes, Yes, I remember it. You had to go outside around the dumpster and then up a, a, a poorly <laughs> lit uh, set of stairs. And you got very few people in the office then because most of the people, when, when they followed the sign of the mall office and they saw it pointing towards the dumpster, they just sort of decided whatever they wanted to complain about wasn't really worth it. That's what I'm saying. I've seen mall offices, they're always in places that, uh, are not desirable because yeah. you, they save those for the leasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was an incredible uh, location for a, a mall office. Probably one of the worst, but I've had uh, others that were pretty bad. Just just not that uh, that entwined around a dumpster, but uh, it. Uh, well, at, you know, at some point, when you're talking about, you can't be a good friend. I had. A bad experience because um, I used to have to go if you know you're representing the owner and if somebody's defaulted on the list and you're in litigation, you are the person, and there you are in contest with your uh, owner that you've been working with all this time, and uh, there were some times where that you know. It, Things just didn't uh, work out. There were no warm and fuzzy moments when you're. Uh... Yeah, that, that's when your nicknames Guido and Guido, or Nico and Nico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I had a period of time, and I'm convinced that it was uh, somebody that I had to do something to or for in the mall business. But it was a matter of years, and police were involved. I kept getting. Let, uh, bad notes, letters, notes. People d- didn't like me, didn't didn't approve of me. But I mean, they were uh, 
it was the least fun part of my job. And they stopped as suddenly as they started when I never knew. They knew where my locker was at the gym. Uh, They knew what my dog, they'd see me walking my little dog. And they, I mean, it was uh, so all we can laugh and talk about how fun things were, but there were some bad moments too. And I'm sure you all have sure. your list of them also. Well, you know, the, the thing, especially in the mom and pop stores, this is, you're talking about someone's dream and uh, yes. w- when it's not going and you have to tell them your dream is dying. Uh, I remember one time and, and uh, Judy, it goes back to when you said, you know, did you read this lease? They were trying to renew their lease. They'd been, a, I had to chase them for rent, you know, the last three years their lease was coming up, and they told me they hadn't made any money, and the husband and wife were sitting across from me. And I said, and I it, it probably came across meaner than it should have, but I said, why are you beating a dead horse? And the wife started crying. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, oh, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't mo- probably the most tactful way to say it. And they ended up leaving the mall, and they, they uh, went across the street, and they went into a smaller place with lesser rent. It was a jewelry store. And they started designing jewelry instead of trying to compete with the big, you know, jewelry stores. And they did good. But they, you know, they were trying to compete on a, you know, it's hard It's hard to compete with the big guys. Yeah, when you're going up against the K's of yeah. the world and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you just, you're not going to have the same marketing muscle. Yeah. So uh, it was, you know, it was, it was painful, but I'm glad they didn't sign the lease. Judy, you've probably had to evict people and stuff too over time. And, and you know, those are never yes. fun when you're, when you're taking people out and, and, uh, Especially when you cared about the people, you know. Some some people made it; they were so difficult. I won't say you enjoyed it, but they didn't bother you as much. But there was a lot of them where there were tears involved because you felt bad that that they were, you know. I I had I had one once where you know it was reaching the end of the lease cycle, you know, so their lease was coming up, and this is actually my first ever mall that I had, you know, and I was and and I went to that mall with that, you know. puppy breath, baby eyed, you know, eagerness to go meet all my tenants. And I think I had 66 tenants and I would spend hours every day out there talking to my tenants and making sure I, you know, was the mall mayor and really knew them. And, uh, and I remember talking to this group and we'd become, you know, fairly, fairly friendly over the, I don't know, probably eight, first eight months that I was at this job, you know, and, and, and this malls, you know, come up their lease renewal and it's maybe, 20 days out, 30 days out, or 60 days out, whatever. We've been talking about it. Anyway, they give us notice, and they're like, all right, we're leaving. We're we're doing something else. So I came in just to do my normal, like, for me, what had been, I was supposed to, I thought I was supposed to do, which is I go into the store, I talk to the owner, I say, hey, okay, you're leaving, so at the end of the month, we're going to look at your HVAC unit, make sure that it's working, we're going to, you're going to live, you know, leave it clean and proper and sweep swept through and da, 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 and you've got to still answer the you still got to work the mall hours until you close you can't have any closing signs up so i think it was a closing sign issue where i'd walked in and said you can't have these closing signs that's the rule in the lease no closing signs and they got a little mad about me telling them that they couldn't tell people they were closing I'm like, you can tell them where your new location is that's fine but you can't say we're closing um and anyway so they continued on, and they kept putting the signs up. So I, I went back, and again, they're two or three weeks away from closure, and it's kind of like, just let's just end this hustle up. And I went in, and the wife, I think, was who was there. And we had, like I said, gotten to pretty good terms. 
And she just looks at me and she's like, slams her hand down and she's like, you could have saved us. And I was like, what? And she's like, we're going over here to do this new restaurant idea and whatever, but you could have saved us in your mall if you had just asked us to stay. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure we said, are you going to renew? And you said, no, we're leaving. We're going to go do this. And we said, okay. And I'm not going to like, I was just like, I just was surprised at how blatant she thought like it was my fault that I didn't like ask her or grovel to please, oh, please stay at my mall at this position. Like it was like, no, okay. Like if you're going to leave, cool. All right. See ya. Like, I'm not like, it sounds like a great vision and a great dream for your new restaurant. Good luck. I can't wait to go to it. <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, people get in their ways and, and it's that personal, but yet still that business relationship that kind of, kind of just, it's just really interesting how people can change or maybe they had a different vision of how this was going to work out or something. I don't know. Yep. Well, Judy, when you were uh, back in the 70s and 80s, you had to be one of the pioneers of uh, you were an executive in, in a, in a uh, real estate market or real estate jobs where I don't remember a lot of women having uh, the title that you did. I didn't know any. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So, so you're a pioneer, cutting edge too. And, and she was yeah. traveling, and 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 you're you're hiring and training, and do. I mean, I I thought I was your only project, but I'm sure you had others. But uh, uh, it was it, <laughs> yes. It, it, and uh, you know, luckily and rightly so, there's more women coming up in the ranks now and having senior positions. Uh, malls weren't built for guys for the most part, and so to have women. In, in those leadership roles seems uh, not only appropriate but necessary. Yeah, now it actually seems seems to make a lot of sense, yeah. but but back then it wasn't nearly as 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 much. Not to put you on the spot, but any good stories about that of you coming in as a as a female in in uh, the role that you had? You know, I was very fortunate. I never had any problems. I was always respected. I made the Turflin Mall, my first mall, was owned by a company out of New York. And uh, my second one was a company in the D.C. area. And they paid, both of them paid the mall managers pretty much the same thing throughout the country. Um, I had no idea that I was going to make so much money. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I made the same thing that the mall manager made in Baltimore and in uh, some of the places that uh, it took. You know, the cost of living was certainly greater than Lexington, Kentucky. So, yeah, yeah the geo, the very... geo difference didn't really come into the mall business until the early '90s, really, for the geo difference, yeah, kind of stuff. So I was fortunate. Um, I was blessed. I I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Um, but I was kind of married to my job, guys, tell you the truth. And I think if I would would have liked to have had, I have one son, I would have liked to have had more children, but it was always, something was always going on or I was going someplace, you know, I never... Never could work that in, so that's that's been something I've been sorry about because um, I was, uh, you know, I was determined to do a good job, and uh, that's where my emphasis was during my childbearing uh, 
Didn't you tell Time me period. a story once where you where you postponed surgery to get Santa in or Santa? Oh set yeah, up or what what's the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had uh, a a gallbladder attack in November. Out of the, uh, I was out of town, and I didn't even know what it was. When I got back, this was in October to Lexington. I had. Uh, Went to the doctor, d- discovered that I had a gall stuff that my my gallbladder needed to be removed, and he said, "I think it needs to be done right away because that you could have another very serious attack." And I said, "I can't because I manage a mall and I have to get the decorations up <laughs> and I have to uh, get Santa in and." If you could just give me some medicine or something, I'll try to be really good about what I eat and blah, blah. And uh, we'll do it the first week in December. <laughs> and uh, we set the, the surgery date up. And then along comes the Thanksgiving. And uh, I guess I <laughs> had a good time. And about midnight, I was in horrible pain. Ooh. I didn't even ask my husband. Didn't wake him up. I called a friend down the street who was a nurse and said, can you take me to the hospital to get some some medicine? Because I need some pain medicine. I'm miserable. She took me. And they had to give me so much medicine to get me out of pain that they couldn't. They had to admit me into the hospital. They couldn't let me come home. <laughs> so the next morning, the doctor came in and said, you know, the worst part of this whole surgery is that needle you've already got in your arm. Why don't we just go ahead and do it? And at that point, I was feeling good. If he'd asked me to jump out the window, I probably would have done it. So but everybody laughs at me that, that I always put the mall and the four in my job. And, you know, that's just the way I work. It well, was important and, and, to me. And, and as, a, as a leader there and as, as someone that wanted it to get done and get done right, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you put a lot. I always feel like. When I get to a mall property, and maybe you felt this way too, Don and Judy, but uh, I always felt a real sense of ownership. Like every mall I went to, when it was mine, I got to live and breathe the walls and the air and the tenants and the problems and the successes, and it all became representative of me, kind of a, a DNA installation. And so that I think that that's exactly the example you you just said of just not that you were trying to overwork or or anything, but that that you it became part of you. And I think that was that was yeah, the truth. It did. That's for sure. And and the bad we had a tenant that was bipolar, and he was a nice owned a uh, uh, what a, a leather shop. And sold luggage and that kind of thing. And he had a back door entrance into his store that led out in the mall. And he would not take his medicine. And he would end up at the mall at all. I'm practically, you know, carrying on. The night maintenance guy would be calling me. (laughs) I mean, you had a, you were, that mall was 24 hours a day. I spent one whole Christmas day. The snows were so bad that my major tenant, my major uh, department store manager, called me three and four times wanting to know when the snow was going to be removed because 
of course, the day after Christmas is a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. <laughs> yep. Pretty big deal. So I'm sure you all have done the same things. Yep. Have you all ever had anybody die in your mall? Oh, uh, I had, I had, um, I think we had, we had someone die in a car. Just, just, you know, just out, out in the parking lot. All of a sudden, you know, the school, the report comes in and says, Hey, uh, we got, Someone in a car that isn't responding and looks like they've been here for a while. So they, but yeah. it was a pretty docile kind of thing. But what did what did you have experience with? Oh, I don't know if this is the kind of conversation you want to have. I, I want to hear it. Are I you kidding? People, people that are interested in what goes on in a mall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is the nitty gritty real deal. Uh, yeah. Um, I had a lady come in um, and ask me to. Paid, asked us to page. She was waiting for her husband and she'd been waiting a while and he hadn't come. And would we page? And we did and told him where, where to meet his wife. And then about 30 minutes later, she came back and said he never had come. And she said, I'm, I'm getting a little concerned about it because we were supposed to meet an hour ago. And I said, well, let's try it one more time. Uh, and we did. And then she went out to see about him and about she had just barely gotten out the door when one of my maintenance men came in and said, I think that there's a man that that uh, is in one of the stalls in the restroom and I think he might be dead. And uh, sure enough, that was her husband. And uh, this is just the way life is. uh, I remember so well. It was awful to tell her, you can imagine, and all that. And I asked her if there was anybody. She was from Ashland. She wasn't even from uh, Lexington, which I don't know how many miles away Ashland is, Don, but it's, it's what, two or three hours away. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if she wanted me to call anybody because we had to call the coroner, the police, and all that. And she said, no, she didn't know, know any, but can't think of anything. My preacher had been in Lexington. I had, he had probably preached one sermon at my church. And so I didn't know him very well, but I said, um, my, can I call my pastor? And it, um, I said, he, he's new in Lexington and gave her his name. And she said, Oh, my husband's a pastor, and I know that I know him well. Would you call him? Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. that was uh, it, that that whole thing is kind of like a cloud right now. But uh, it. But how how it, how incredible that that um, you know that you, one of your staff members found found him, and then you were able to get that resolution going. But then, how incredible that your connection to somebody led back to them in a time of need and comfort. That that's exactly. incredible. That's incredible. You know, we've talked about some of those before about, you know, people coming to the because their wife's in the hospital or something's wrong and you know, there are times you, you do become part of the community. Uh Mace Rich used to say social heart and economic engine of the community and I True. took that to heart. I thought that was great. You know, Judy, when you said someone die in the mall, I think I've told you this before, but uh um when I was at my second property, I had someone slip and fall one day with a compound fracture. I've never seen a uh, a bone come through the skin before, and I hope to never see it again. And then later, <laughs> yeah. 
later on that same day, uh, a German uh, a gentleman passed away from uh, natural causes on a bench. He was an older guy. We had a cafeteria. And one thing I'm sure about cafeterias is they attract old people. I don't know what that is, but it <laughs> seems, to, seems to work well. And uh, no foul play. He just expired. And uh, I was terribly upset, and I called you, and I think I was probably talking 900 words a minute, which is up from my normal 750 words a minute. And um, you said, go home. And I think it was a Thursday, and I said, I can't. I've got to do this, that, and the other. And you said, go home. And I said, I can't. And she said, I'm your boss. Go home. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember driving home that day and looking in my rearview mirror, wondering if I was ever going to come back. And uh, I think I went back to work on Monday, and much as you had said, uh, Monday it wasn't so bad. You know, it, you had things Sometimes sort of in perspective. Kind of perspective. That, was a, that was a bad day, and I, yeah. I felt that I was very, very new in my career. And, uh, well, you know, it, that it hit you hard. Yeah, Judy, that was one of the things when we were talking about it and something that I've tried to do. But you always made people feel special. Uh, like I felt I could do walk through walls if you told me I was supposed to. I just thought. Yeah, you, you could. <laughs> but if Judy, said, if Judy said I could, I would. And, you know, that's one of the things we've laughed about this podcast, that it could be a recruiting podcast for companies wanting to hire people into property management or marketing um, because – where else do you get multi-million dollar properties? And sometimes that's hundreds of millions yep. or at least tens of millions of dollars. And you see your boss maybe four or five times a year. And, you know, you get to run a, a, a business. And, uh, you know, luckily the companies that I've worked for, for the most part, they give you a lot of leeway as far as, you know, you got to run it as your own. And there's just not a lot of careers where uh, I, I think you have that opportunity. And, to your point, Judy, you, you're part of the. You're, we've talked about you're part of the community. You know, you're you're sort of a mover and shaker in the community uh, if you're doing it right, and uh, you know people, and people want to know you. And uh, you know, I I just found that fascinating that all of a sudden I had credibility just because I was the mall manager. Yeah, you were you were suddenly the party planner, the party the party <laughs> yeah. invitee. And and Judy did plan the parties. I do remember when I started with her, uh, she had some epic parties uh, when we would get yeah. together. Uh, epic and uh i one of my earliest memories of of working with judy was she had a uh, party in dc and we were cruising up and down the potomac i think on the old presidential yacht called the sequoia or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I can and, remember that and we were going up and down and we were going along national i think it, i don't think it was called reagan then it was national airport and planes were landing and and you guys were in party and i was out on the deck just sort of taking in the lights of dc and thinking this is the it's coolest incredible. thing in the world you know and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know it it's it, the, the things that we've got to see and do and i know you traveled a lot and you know i i traveled a lot uh, dave's dave's moved quite a few times uh, Judy, you may recall that when you moved me to uh, Richmond, uh, you called and asked how far I was unpacking, and I said about halfway, and you said, <laughs> do you want to go to Las Vegas? We, you had a property there, and I asked Joyce if she wanted to go to Las Vegas, and she said, if you go to Vegas, you're going without me. And uh, let's, let's just say Joyce is still around, and I've never had a property in Las Vegas, so, <laughs> which I think was wonderful, by the way, because I'm not sure I, I, want, I wanted that. But it, uh, you know, well, it, it was I, always... I had some corporate parties, Dave, that, that were that you couldn't do today. If you really, I, I, what, what kind of parties did you have? Well, this is this is I, intriguing. I had annual, we had meetings, annual meetings at in in the home office and we would have uh, 
celebration and went and the the man that I worked for owned a hotel right across the street from Tyson's Corner. Okay, and yeah. uh, Shishi District. That's pretty, the Shishi District. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody pretty much knows that mall. And um, I I had an idea that we were going to do a, oh, I don't know what I called a beach party in the middle of winter. And somehow or another, I got got people to agree for me to dump a load of sand in the uh in one of the <laughs> private rooms and we had booths set up so kind of like a midway where and one of them was a kissing booth a, a kissing booth, a kissing Dave. booth at a corporate event at a corporate event yes. so who's 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 in the booth that's what i want to know <laughs> I I I think well, it was pro- I'm sure it was somebody who worked for me, but it wasn't <laughs> the vice president or the president of the company. But everybody wanted to come to my parties that because they were so much fun. But uh, we did that, and then you know threw the ball at at the pins, and we had prizes for that. And we we played hard, and we. And we worked hard. Yeah. Wow, I just can't even imagine just all the legalities of a kissing booth at this point. I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still just struggling on how. I mean, like, I guess I could get it if you hired outside talent and be like, all right, you're just going to kiss random people, fine. But, I, but still, it's just the amount of uh, HR. Yeah, this is the '80s. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't believe some of the things I did either. <laughs> Looking back on it, I can't believe it. Well, but, I'd say it's dark times, but I think, I think it le- led to a lot of great. Uh, Pretty awesome, right? yeah. a really and, a and, a lot, and a lot of changes we see today. And a lot of changes we see today. So it was very, very uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kissing booth. Okay, I'm gonna do that as my next fundraiser for like the next Boy Scout troop. So let's just do a, let's do a kissing booth. It'll be great. <laughs> Judy, one time uh, we had a mall and we were doing a, a three-on-three basketball tournament, and it was uh, we took over half the mall, closed down parking, and, and put out like 150 half courts. Wow. And it was massive. That's and massive. I actually think it, it's what turned the mall around because we had more people going through the mall at that time and they, they could see what stores you had. I can remember being in the bathroom and hearing someone go, they've got a gap here. I didn't know they had a gap. And, you know, just hearing the, the chatter. But um, uh, the the liabilities and the and the uh, people would park wherever they wanted to and we would they were all trying to park close to the basketball courts and we would just tow the cars around to the other side. So when they came to report the car stolen, we go, where'd you park in the ring road? Cause I couldn't find a place to park. And my game was tired. And he said, we took care of that for you. Yeah, so, don't worry, We helped you out. Yeah. It's over by Macy's. Just going to go through the mall, through that ball. <laughs> but my team was, uh, it, it was, a obviously a huge team effort and the team may or may not have appreciated it as much as I did. And uh, we were cooking hot dogs, you know, during the opening night, and we were doing all these different things. And we were going up for a meeting, and uh, I had pulled a couple pranks on some of my operations, uh, senior operations people as part of this. And so we checked into a hotel that was owned by the company that I worked for at the time. And they said, Mr. Pot, you're in room 202. And I said, no, I don't want that room. Give me a different room. And they said, no, the hotel's full. And I said, listen, I know what's going on. I mean, I figured he'd 
he, you know, and uh, they said, the hotel's full. You can't go anywhere else. And so I went up there and I kicked the door open. I stood back because I just knew something. Yeah. They had done nothing. But the mere fact that I pulled so many practical jokes earlier, you live and die by them, too. <laughs> you know, so uh, <laughs> la- later yeah. on that week, they did go in and, and I probably had 300 hot dogs floating in the toilet, in the bathtub, <laughs> under my sheets and stuff. So th- I knew they were going to do something to me. I just I, I had the timing on it. You just, wrong, you just so. approached it like Indiana Jones in the, uh, you know, going into the, the temple there where yeah. you're trying to like weigh out the sand, you know. <laughs> but it was just, but, but I mean, when you got to do those, those big, large events, it was just, it was fun. And I guess because you, you cut my teeth on that, Judy, where, you know, you just thought, well, we'll just do it. And, uh, you know, some things were better thought out than others. Uh, the beauty of it is everything that I can talk about now. I think the statute of limitations has run out. Yeah, I'm no sure one, they have no for you. No one's going to so. find you. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, there's nothing we can. <laughs> there's not even that many good photo photo memories of those. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Judy, any any parting thoughts or any anything that uh, anything that uh, we didn't cover on that you want to talk about? People. Uh, well, I just operation. hate to see the the mall. Uh, all the malls here had very hard two or three years. I'm sure you all have done the same thing. I hate to see those dark spaces. And then we had uh, another mall, not not a mall open, an outdoor facility open that is, you know, everything goes full circle. I think the mall is going to have another day. But I think right now it's... Uh, I, I just I hate to see the gangs and all that's going on there, and I I'm glad that I'm some days that I'm still not doing. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 <laughs> like I Donnie. Think, yeah. I think it's a much harder job now than it used to be. But there's so so many funny things that happen. We I had um, a maintenance gal that um, worked for me for 18 years, and. She, we didn't let people, we had a game room of all things across from, <laughs> across from my office. Um, and uh, we had a lot of kids hanging out there and we always um, tried to tell people not to run in the mall, not to do this, that we had some, we had a theft uh some guy came in and robbed one of my stores one day and he was running out the running toward the mall exit to get out the door with my maintenance my, my maintenance gal running behind him saying <laughs> we don't allow running in the mall <laughs> <laughs> uh, no running I sir not, slow I down to not, a walk sir slow down to a walk <laughs> I still laugh about that picture. I, I, you have to know, the gal who worked for me was one of twenty, and That's awesome. three of them were girls. So she was uh, she was a pistol. She climbed that scaffolding to put stuff up when all the rest of them would quiver in their boots, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I... she chased him, saying, "Slow down! We don't allow running in the mall." <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's I, awesome. I, I laugh about a lot of things. I, I try to dwell on that rather than, than there were many more fun things than. Well, 
Well, when you were talking about her, and, and uh, you know, luckily I got to know Barbara too. There couldn't have been a more loyal operations person. And then uh, no. when you were talking about Alice, uh, that was great because when I was in the field and I had to call in, you know, I could get the lay of the land from Alice <laughs> before. <It's true. laughs> and, and Alice, what? Alice was in control. I mean, uh, you you couldn't have done. I mean, she, you, you couldn't have hired a better person than Alice for that. Uh, no. Well, for that. We're, we're friends. We, um, we were over there Christmas Eve. We're friends to this day. Oh, that's we awesome. Never had, never had an argument in 19 years. Yeah. Never, you know, we didn't fuss about the temperature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very fortunate. But oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish you luck. I well, understand you, you yeah. have a new adventure coming. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm working on and lots of lots of new adventures. I'm pretty excited to to see what uh, new new part of the country and get a new kind of thing going. But uh, well, I don't but, think you can beat Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty pretty exciting area to go go. Uh, you know, truck around and and see see new retail and new new places. But uh, no, the the business is so much fun, and it really it it, it endears us to those great employees that become great friends. And uh, and then it, it provides us the ability to be connected and connected geographically, uh, but also just to, within our communities. And it's it's a pretty awesome, it's a pretty awesome thing to be a part of the mall the mall life. And uh, and and we're grateful for you being on sharing our stories with us, Judy. It's been a wonderful time today. Yeah, thank you, Judy. This was this was great. And uh, well, thank you all. I yeah. had fun too. I. Um, if, you people can't really appreciate what you did uh, in, unless you're in the business to yep. <laughs> I well, think and, uh, and it's going to be fun it's going to be fun yeah well if you ever want to come back let me know cuz we'd love to have you on and uh and I think there's plenty more stories to, to come. Like, <laughs> well, the kissing booths. We yeah, need to I mean, know more. I mean, about I got to know more I, about I, what these I missed, activities. I missed are, those. You know. I missed those corporate meetings. Oh, that must wasn't have been the me. only thing we had. You know, we set up a midway. But I had fun people. The people I hired were. I mean, I really had a good group. I. I uh, well, sometimes it's just about I'm, recognizing I'm, the great talent and. Being able to let them fly with and giving some ideas and then let it run. And that's pretty you know, great. I, I got to meet so many great people in the company because of Judy. And uh, who who was it? Uh, was it was the lady's name Karen that uh, she got a uh, it was a townhouse in either D.C. or New York, and they had to cut the box springs because it couldn't go up the stairwells. In the, the that apartment. was Lynn. Lynn, oh. that Lynn Black. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, think about that. It, the the place was so small, you couldn't take a. You couldn't actually get a box spring. You, you had to cut it because it wouldn't bend. Sorry, yeah. we had to tape these back together. So. Well, and and. Uh, but but the good thing was it had a doorman. Oh <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That's true. Yeah. Adv- advantages to it. Yeah, we could do yeah. a, we could do a whole episode on moving. I did three with Judy, and, and back then they used to pay you X amount of dollars, and how you got there was up to you. And if you made money, you made money. If you lost money, you lost money. That's and, awesome. Uh, and then there's been so many moves since then, but yeah, it's just been it was a great career, and it all started because you took the fly flyer with me, Judy, and I, for that yeah. I'll, I'll be forever grateful. 
Well, Judy, well, and I, I, I'm grateful too. You gave as much to me as I gave to you. So, and, and I think that's, I think that's a true testament. So, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Don. Yep. And to all our listeners yep. out there, we're excited to, uh, to keep telling stories. Uh, hit us up on LinkedIn. Hit us up on Instagram at that mall guy. Um, uh, and we look forward to hearing stuff. In fact, we're even thinking about doing a Q and A session where uh, you could put in some questions, and then we'll just answer random questions about the mall to find out all those back history kind of things. So uh, with that, thank you all very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.